the animal causes damage. We're actually, we switched. Um, we, until now, we were talking about an animal doing damage, and we talked about if the person himself did the damage, uh, where he chopped down the tree. It didn't say why he chopped down his neighbor's tree. Like, was he mixed up? Or, like, you know, what happened? Uh, um, I told you I, I knew about somebody who they started replacing his roof, and they got the, it was the wrong address, you know? Like, how do you assess uh, these damages? So we said uh, a formula that was, we were trying to come up with something that was fair to the one that has to pay, and also to the one who's receiving the payment. And uh, we said that you look at the overall field. We called it the, the 60th. You look at a field the size of 60, um, depending on how large the field is, a little bit of damage in one row is less than if you just looked at the fruits themselves. You're looking at the overall situation. Now, obviously, every person that's damaged could be a different type of field, but so you need a formula that'll work uh, every time. Uh, but this is where we were in the middle of, and um, uh, we actually were trying to ask a question on the 60th opinion. Uh, and uh, we'll start. Um, the, um, uh, the question is going to be, we mentioned paying damages and uh, fi- assessing uh, the damage in a field, and we don't mention the 60th. Um, I'll, I'll give away the answer. The Gemara says, well, we didn't mention it, but it was there. <laughs> Meaning it, it just could be we weren't referring to that part of the equation. That's, that has to do within the court when they figure out the values. But um, we'll start that again. It's about on 58b, Nun Kesamid Beis, Omer Le Rava. Rava, well, let's start even earlier. Um, well, yeah, that's where I want to start. Omer Le Rava. So it was referring to the case where the guy cut down the cherry tree. It was actually a date palm. Omer Beniske Mimono, if you said this formula of the 60th, uh, not it's not the 60th of like the nullification, but in a field of 60, would you say it also benizke gufo, where he's done damage with his body, he's chopped down his neighbor's tree? So gufo What do you hold? Let's see how mavkir karmo If a person uh, damaged their neighbor's vineyard, but he did it at this mother. Uh, he did it at the, uh, the, the crops weren't fully ripe. They were budding, the smutter. Uh, we mentioned that's a, uh, in, in, in Israel, they use that as the woman's name. is like a, a nice bud is called smutter. That's the, uh, but uh, uh, the, this has a little bit of a new issue, which we're not, we're not really bringing it for that issue, which is do you pay the value at the time or do you look at the potential? Like had you waited a few weeks, this would have been a fully grown crop. So uh, that's a new dimension to the damage. So Royanoso Kamai said. So the Gemara says a very basic concept that you look at how much it was worth before it did the damage, and how much is it worth now, and then you know uh, what the damage is. You know that before the damage it would have sold for X Y Z, and now it's, it sells for this. But Kami Yafulamakan, and but the question is. It leaves out the magical 60. It doesn't say that you, you deal in this large field of 60, the Shishim Loktani. So the Gemara says, doesn't, uh, actually, so our initial thought is that the reason why it doesn't list it is we throw the book at you more for damage that you do 
than damage of your animal. That was the initial thought, that there's a difference between maybe that 60 formula is only by your animal, not by niske gufa, not when you do it yourself. But the Gemara says, Didn't we see the same thing by the animal? And that's where we left off in Yushalayim uh, yesterday, I'm sorry, in Yushalayim, yesterday when we were learning this brisa. Um, and uh, this brisa is going to show you a case of an animal that did damage, and we're not going to mention the 60th. So we thought maybe to answer that the reason it doesn't mention it is because maybe when there's human damage, you use a stricter formula, but we actually see even by animal damage, it doesn't mention the 60th. That's the question. So let's take a look. But we have to read the whole Bryce until we get to the exact part. We've had this in a few times where uh, what's tempting is to just forget about our question and try to understand the Bryce. That's tempting, but we don't want to get sidetracked. We're only quoting this because we want to eventually get to the part that, sh- that doesn't mention the 60th. But let's take a look at it. Tanya, Kitma Natia, somebody cuts your saplings. And... Uh, so, uh, Rabbi Yossi Omar, so he said, uh, somebody damaged your trees that you had planted. These weren't full-grown trees. They were still at the sapling, at the younger stage. So, goes to Yerushalayim. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, courts in Yerushalayim, they said, if it's a year old, it's two, two, pay two coins. If it's two years old, you pay four coins. What happens if it had just sprouted? Rabbi Yossi Glili says, um, you see how, how much the value of the remnant is. The Chum, they said, you see how much it was worth before, how much it's worth now. What happened if uh, the damage was done when it was um, uh, just sprouting? How do we know this smutter word? Top Rashi on the page. Anavim dakim, small grapes, debitchilasan, uh, that had just started. They just began to sprout. By the way, the, uh, that's the reason we call the kids pirche. They're sprouting. They're sprouts. They, uh, they're just youngins. They're sprouts. That's, uh, pirche means they're beginning to sprout. Uh, so Rabbi Yeshua says, Well, these have sprouted, but they're going to be ready to be harvested. Any, you know, give them two weeks and they're ready. That we look in the future. The Chachavim, they say, no, well, you never know what's going to make it to harvest. We're going to come out. You see how much it was worth before and how much it's worth now. That's if they were still at the earlier stage, like in the branches. But if they already started to grow the grapes or boaster, then you look at it as if they're fully developed. So the butzer. The argument there seems to be at what point do you look at it as if the crop is ready to be harvested? When do you look at it like full-grown grapes? And when do you look at it as potential grapes? Uh, at some point that, you know, it's just a matter of time, a week or two. But at any rate, that's not our issue. That's the issue over there, uh, that what it would have been worth in a week or two. <laughs> that's the question. Do you like bump up the value or do you say, well, yeah, but it still hadn't gotten fully ripe. But at any rate, tiny meal. But what do we see? We see how much it was worth before. How much it's worth And over there, it leaves out the magic number. So we see that even by Niske Bahema, by animal damage, it doesn't mention this whole concept that we're setting up that it's done in the field. And I thought everybody agreed by animal damage. The whole issue was by human damage. Ella, what do you got to say? 
that it didn't mention it, but it was there. Bishishim, Achanam, Bishishim, here also. In other words, we're, we're, it could be, uh, we're talking about how much it was worth before and how much it's worth now, but how much was it worth before in the larger field? And, and even though it didn't mention in the larger field, that's because everybody knew that. Uh, but it, you can't really prove that we leave out the context of the shishim. So the bottom line is, uh, we don't have a proof. Uh, it could be it wasn't dealing with that aspect of it. Again, there was a question of how, how, do, how do we, uh, when you look at the damage in a larger context, on his whole property, there was a little bit of food eaten. So you've got a whole farm. How much is a loss is that going to be? But if you just looked at, the pro- at it individually, uh, you'd end up with a stronger formula. Uh, again, this was something that was an accident. This wasn't like somebody did it on purpose. This was uh, his animal went and did damage. I don't know about the tree. I don't know why he, you know, was he thinking it was his tree? Like he just woke up and, you know, chopped down. What was he trying to do? Was the tree bothering him? I don't know. It doesn't tell us why he chopped down the tree. Um, okay. Uh, it could be that wasn't important for the story, you know, why he did it, you know. But it, to me, it sounded like a mistake, though, because otherwise it's a whole, maybe if a guy did something on purpose, we would use a stronger formula for compensation. Okay. So now the Gemara just mentions in quoting, we quoted some views. So Amr Abai, Rabbi Yossi Glili, Shmuel Amr Davarachat. He says that this Rabbi Yossi Glili and Rabbi Shmuel, they said something similar. They said uh, that in the concept of payments, they said something similar. So Rabbi Yossi Glili, that's the one we quoted already. What's Rabbi Shmuel? The Tanya. Uh, let's take a look. A mate of Sedeu, mate of Karma Yishalim. It says that. Uh, if you damage someone, you have to pay them back. From Metev Sedeu, the best of your field, the best of your vineyard, you will pay. So Metev Sedeu shall nizik, Metev Karma shall nizik. Who's best? Um, so it means that you have to pay back with the best that you have available to you. Um, well, I'm sorry. No, first we're starting with the, the, the one who had the damage so you would say, well, the stuff that my animal ate was probably not very good anyway. No, no, you have to give me the best that was available in that field is what you have to pay back. So you look at the field of the one who had the damage. That's Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Kiva says, no, Lobo Akasov El Ligvos Nezikimin Idius. He says, no, we're talking about when you pay back and you're trying to make somebody whole, you should give him... Uh, from the best that you have, so that he can uh, sell it and and uh, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, get compensated for what was lost. And certainly, if you damage hektish, below not like Ravidi Baravin, Baravin. He learned differently. He learned the case was sheochlo ruga benarugos. What happened was the animal damaged one row in between the other rows. Below yadina We don't know. If the, the food that it ate was, what did it eat? Did it eat a good crop or it ate a bad crop? We don't know. And maybe we throw the book at you since you're paying damages and we don't know. You have to pay for the best. The Ika Hashta. So the, 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 the thought was maybe that's what it's telling you is that you have to pay when we're not sure. We hit, we, uh, just since you caused harm, maybe you got to pay the best. The Hachilo Aminin. We can't say such a thing. My timer, what's the reason? 
when you're making somebody pay, you, ha- you can't just take away somebody's money and say, well, if you damage, maybe you damage his best. Well, prove it. You're trying to make me pay. I'm trying, you know, you can't. Uh, so we have the rule. Um, Ella, meitiv de kame. What it means is, uh, it means the, the best of, the, uh, of what you have uh, um, uh, 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 available. Mind you, um, it, in other words, if you have different... Are they, are they saying this is the best of the Nizik's field? Um, well, the Nizik, we're not sure. We're saying that Mazik has less available to pay, but he should... Uh, but he should choose what he has that's in the best condition to pay back. That's no, we, we know what the best of the Nizik's field is. It's, it's the best that he has standing. Well, so, you, know, you don't say that, that what the pay made was better than the rest of what, he, what is standing. We don't know what the damage was. We come up with a number of the damage, and then you have to pay him in the best currency that's available to you to, to pay him for, to barter with. Um, that's how I understood and it. it mm. And then that, that value is the Nizik's or the Mazik's? It's going to go to the Nizik. It's going to oh, go wait, to... But, but how are they going to... The way I was reading it was that you had one side where you're going to have to determine how much was damaged. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then the other side was uh, what's the reference frame of how that damage is going to be paid? Correct, correct. That's oh, exactly so that what we're was, saying. Is that what you just said? That's what oh, you just sorry. said. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Right. Okay. In other words, the, we, we can't make him pay more than we're sure of. So that's the first part. In other right. words, like the, but once he has to pay, there's different qualities of produce that he can pay with okay. that uh, in barter value is uh, uh, we, we, we have him choose the, uh, the best of what's available. If the Mazik only has been in this, then we don't force him to pay back with idiots. He can see, he just pays with the best that he has, which is vain in this, right? Correct. So I think that's what the work he, um, that, uh, the, what he has in front of him, the mate of the le kame, like yeah. the best, the best in front of him, the best that he's got. That's Wait, kind of, what, is, what if his damage was more than that? So the thing is, that, but you have to prove you have to go with a number that you can for sure verify, but you're not going to up the damage because of Motsuvel of Araya. That's the, um, so that's the Gemara initially thought maybe that's what we're doing is that we're giving him, because there's a doubt of the damage, we're using the higher figure in the damage, and we're saying, no, we, the damage, we go with what you can definitely prove. But the higher figure is in the value of, the, of what you pay in that you give him something that he'll for sure be able to exchange and, and use in a good in a good way. Um, but so the but the corollary is we're dealing here with the with it within a mominus and not with the kanas. Because with the kanas we can force them to pay anything. Correct. Uh, correct. But within a mominus we 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 we're limited by Hamasimbechavero. Yeah. This um Rashi also <laughs> seemed to say Kihek the Salak means that we would look at it what it'll bring in the harvest season. That we even will even um it, um, the damage now going, going, going forward future. in the future. Oh. That's, the, uh, that, that's the way Rashi learns over. We, we know that we're socking it to the Mazik. The question is, what is it that we hit him with? We're not going to make him pay more than the damage we can prove, but it could be we'll make him pay what it would have brought when it was time to cut. That's, that's what we're trying to say. Omar Mar, Rav Shimon Ben Yudah Omar, 
Amar Mar, Rav Shimon ben Yehuda Amar Shum Rav Shimon, Bemedimor Moim Sheochol Legefana Vikotenim. That's it, the, the, um, this rule that you pay this damage for now, that's when it ate the, uh, uh, the crops that had not really taken off yet. Hasmudder, but if they were already grown grapes, then you would look at them like they were ready to pick. That's the same concept that we're saying, that at some point where they're almost ready, where they're at the grape stage, even though they're sour grapes, you, you still value them as if they're ready to be harvested. But then you look at the second part, if he ate them at the pagim stage or the boser stage, then you look at it as if they're boser. But if they were just at the smarter stage, then you wouldn't go ahead, but you would say, Roy no yafa, how much was it worth before and how much is it worth now? So we're getting confused as to when is it that you that you bump it up to the harvest season. So Ravina Karkfatani learned like the men When is it that you don't bump it up? When it's at the Lulav stage, it's at the stalk, and it's at the branches. But once it's the small grapes. The, the, it started to sprout or bud, obosa, then you look at it as anavim uh, uh, but sir. So um, uh, we're saying that there, there is a certain point where um, you look at it and uh, mind with what it's going to bring in when you cut it. You, I'm you, shocked they do that because um, he's lost his season. Whether whether the grapes are little bitty grapes, even earlier, you're asking even right. earlier if they're at the branches, that's it. He can't replant them and grow them. That's he's right. Not, he's lost his season. Yeah, you know? but you have to know at what point can you hit him with a higher number? And what you know, we're saying if they started to sprout already, then you can hit him yeah, with yeah, a. Yeah, yeah. But before then, even though you're right, he has lost the season. That's right. Yeah. So, so, but really, we're not. We're still not paying everything that the Nizik has, has suffered. If he's lost the season. Then he he does not have grapes to sell for profit. Correct, now, correct, correct. Right, that's right. But when, but when they're standing in the field, they're not worth that much because he has to. He still has to harvest them, so he has to hire the labor to harvest them and get them to market. But that's that's um, the cows that's took not, care of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. They certainly did. Not, but that was that's not what the mazik is paying here. It's saying it says, I'm not own those libats there. They are standing ready to be harvested. So we don't pay him his market price. We pay him what they would be on the on the vines before they're harvested, when they're ripe. Right, but they're not ripe yet, but we're looking at him as if they were ripe. Uh, we are but bumping he, up a little bit. But he, we're bumping him up a little bit, but he's okay. still lost he's lost more than that because he uh, That's possible. That's possible. Market. I'm not even sure they have a value before they're ripe. What kind of value do they? Have? Uh, because they become ripe. You you buy them now because they you know soon they'll be ready. Okay, so that's the market yeah. So is it possible that the animal wouldn't eat the shoot if it didn't have the smadar on it? So in other words, I, I, you know what I think they're talking about. These animals, the slightest bit of a little bud coming right. out of the stalk, yeah, that's going to have leaves. They eat that. Right. I don't so, know why they eat that. So before we get to that point, maybe there's not we're not talking about. Oh, it just that'd be just a woody. It. It's just be a woody branch. Right. right. So know? maybe that's why we're not. But it, it, it doesn't have to right. be that. It, it doesn't affect the season. That's exactly that's what I was. Is that what you're asking? Well, I, that was my answer to that. Is that we don't have to worry about that because that's correct. Not eat it, but, because but, there's nothing there for it. Right. Well, but, there's eating and then there's just trampling on it. Yeah. That's all just involved. Yeah. So if they eat the little buddy things, though. 
that does that knocks out your season. Right. Yeah. But there's no grape on that. That's what. what, what that's right. What that's right. Asking. But yeah. with the issue we're going to get into is something that Dr. Yaffe mentioned, which is you still have to put work into it to get it from that little buddy right. thing. It's, you still have to water it, and you have to pick it, and you have to harvest it. So can you deduct at least that that you don't have to put into it? So that's actually a Gomorrah's question. This, this seemed to be a repeat of something we quoted earlier, Shem ben Yehuda is the same as Rabbi Shua. So the Gomorrah said the difference would be kachash gafna, the, uh, the weakening of the vine. Well, if you remove some of the grapes from the vine, the other grapes are going to grow bigger. You know, you prune, and so the fact right. that some are some—that's ah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So whether you take that into account or not, that's going to be the question. So really, the, what they're saying is, is you don't necessarily owe for a hundred percent of the grapes that were eaten. That's correct. That's correct. That's <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly what you end up doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it comes out that the nizik should pay the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saved me all that work, yeah. right? Sometimes you just. So now you discover that you know you worked and you're just losing money anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you might as well. You know, Flotsy can come into my field anytime. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Let's see the Rashi. Kekash gufna limkos minetashlumen to deduct from the payment my shakishu anavim begafanim what the grapes would have taken out of the vines imyamdu shamara botzer should tamid yonkim. Because they constantly would have pulled out Liklok Hagefen. They would have, um, there's only so many grapes you're going to get from the vine. And now that you remove them, so you at least have to deduct that. Mm. Wouldn't um, that have to be like spread out? Like if the animal just ate the one little area, is that going to help us over going over there? Or yeah. if like you took one here, one here, and one here, that would maybe help. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now he's going to destroy you. You're right. right. You're destroy We're, right. Just the whole plan. We're going to come back to this idea in a second. In a, in... You got to train the animal to take the weakest of the of the grapes, you know, mm-hmm. while, while it's still young. Right. Now, the question is, which rabbi is which? In other words, saying the difference of them would be uh, whether you deduct for that. We don't know which one would hold which. Abayi says, I can tell you which one it is. Who is the one who deducts? The uh, the weakening of the vine. That's Rav Shem ben Yehuda, and I can show you Rav Shem ben Yehuda in a totally different context. The Tanya Rav Shem ben Yehuda Omoshum Rav Shem ben Asha Oneset Einu Meshalem Esetzar. So if a a person um, uh, coerces a woman to have relations with them, they have to pay this woman. Now part of the damage is that she seeks. Uh, she was a virgin, and it was painful to her. And so she wants to charge him for the pain that she had. Um, now, part of that pain was that the relations themselves were painful. So uh, Rav Shem says that you can deduct some of that pain, because it would have been painful eventually. Eventually, she was planning on getting married, and she would have had that pain anyways. So Omer Lo, they said to them, It's not really fair to compare having relations when she desires to have them uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and she has some discomfort, where she's forced to have them, and therefore you really can't deduct any of the uh, pain and say, well, the idea is, is that if, if a woman had relations when she was very young, she wouldn't be able to go to work the next day necessarily and might have to take off because it, it, uh, she bruised. 
So the question, though, is, well, yeah, but if she just got married, she would have bruised also. But the, so, the, so this opinion says that you take into account, when you figure damages, the other expenses that might have happened anyways. Uh, that's that view. And so, but the, the other view is that you can't compare the two at all because it's uh, the discomfort that she has when she's forced and when she's not forced is two totally different, uh, different amounts. But you do see that that view says, the, the, the first view says that you have to take that, you can't necessarily charge uh, the one that coerced her for the extra day or two that she would have taken off work uh, when she bruised because eventually she would have bruised had she been a newlywed. But uh, the other view says you can't compare the two. But the, the same issue would be here when you take the value of the grapes, you have to take into the account that you would have had to pay uh, to, uh, it would have weakened the vine and, and that as well. Okay. So, Amr Hani Tanoi Roshim Ben Yehuda, he says this, uh, uh, um, this concept that you have to take into account all the expenses that you would cover anyways, that's, uh, there's another opinion who says like that also, Rav Shem Ben Yehuda, Amr Davar Echad, that Rav Shem Ben Yehuda said that too. What's Rav Shem Ben Yehuda? Rav Shem Ben Yehuda is the one we just quoted. Who's the other Tana? Mahi de Tanya, Rav Yossi Omer. So uh, when a woman uh, miscarries, uh, you have to pay damages. So he says uh, uh, that the damages is that you pay, you can deduct... Um, you can deduct the cost of the midwife because um, she would have had to pay for a midwife uh, to give birth and now you, you did it for her, so to speak. You, uh, she didn't have to pay the cost of a midwife. You would have had to pay uh, the value of extra food. If you say you can deduct the cost of the midwife, certainly you can deduct the cost of food. But according to the view that you can deduct the cost of food and the the, the, the cost of the midwife, some women don't need a midwife. In, in those days, sometimes people would save money and certain women are very healthy, like we have in the Chumash in, part, in our parasha. They don't need a midwife. Um, the issue is this. This woman uh, is ready to sue this guy that caused her to miscarry and she got laid up for a month or two uh, after that. So... The guy that's paying the lawyer for the guy that caused the miscarriage is saying, well, had she had a healthy birth, she would have had to pay the, mid, the, the midwife. So I shouldn't have to pay for, you should be able to deduct that. You're saying that she had a loss, but in the state that she was in, she would have needed a doctor anyways. So now that she needs a doctor to cover the miscarriage, you should be able to deduct the fee of the doctor for the midwife. Uh, so, wait a minute. So, you should also be able to deduct, you know, the, the day school tuition. You did him a favor, right? That's right. You saved him a lot of money. I owe you money. Thank you. Thank you for causing a miscarriage. That's ridiculous. This is what they're doing, though. They're getting down to the net of what the damage should be paid. Correct. That's what it is. Yeah. Let's try the Rashi. Let's see if Rashi makes some more. You deduct, it's about 10 lines up. You deduct the cost of the midwife. We're talking about where a woman, uh, where somebody has to pay damages for causing somebody to lose the child. The Menachalo, you can deduct what the husband would have paid to hire the uh, midwife. 
Venasan to give to the wife Shehinezuka that's damaged mitzar akshab in pain now. Yoser mishiyesh lochaya more that now she needs a doctor to heal her from the miscarriage, but she would have needed a doctor anyways to give birth. Everything has to be considered. You can deduct the cost. It doesn't say about the tuition here, but the uh, you can deduct the cost of the future uh, expenses. Um, Without the miscarriage, she would have had a live baby. But even the live baby would have needed medical attention, is what we're saying. So... when she has another live baby, she needs it again. So she's going to have to, it's still going to cost her another time around. So this, this, this person sent her to the hospital uh, by damaging her uh, and causing her to miscarry. And our question is, he gets the bill from the hospital for the miscarriage. Can he, he say, well, she would have gone to the hospital for the live birth. Can I deduct the cost of the, of the live birth from the cost of the miscarriage? Because she would have paid that anyways. Yeah, but that, that's interesting, though, because to replace the, the baby, the dead baby, she's going to have to start all over again. And so that, so that you have to pay also. That's the May Vlados. There's the value of the loss of the child. That's mm-hmm. separate. Um, and then there's the medical cost associated. Our question is, why are we saying that, the, that you have to pay the husband the cost of hiring the doctor mm-hmm. to help her with a miscarriage when she would have needed a doctor anyways? Sure, she doesn't appreciate what the. What damage is this called? Melados, uh, the other one. This this, this would like refoy, refoy, I guess yeah. the the yeah. healing of the the doctor bills. I got you. So is is it fair? This woman would have needed a doctor to give birth. So can't we? And now we're being we're forcing this guy to pay the expensive bills of the doctor to heal her miscarriage. Mm. So we're saying, well, that, that she would have needed to pay anyways for the doctor to give birth. So shouldn't I be able to deduct that from, it doesn't sound nice. Like, you know, she would have been happy to pay the doctor to give birth. But at the end of the day, she was in a situation where she would have needed medical attention to get that baby out. So we're making him pay that she needs medical attention now. But why can't, isn't it fair to deduct what she would have had to pay anyways? Uh, that that's really the same kind of question. Uh, so we're saying that uh, um, not necessarily because not every woman has uh, would have had to have had to, to hire the midwife. That's all. That's the Morris answer. Once this is solved, then it pretty set, it basically sets the stage on. We're not querying whether there, there's money due for damages. We're we're querying how much money is due. Correct. For, correct. Or, and can you deduct expenses that would have right. been paid anyways? Right. So over here, where we're making the guy pay for the grapes, well, you would have had to hire a guy to, to pick the grapes. So at least if I'm going to pay you the cost that you, you would have had, but you should have to at least deduct. You wouldn't have had them unless you hired a worker. to. So it's not all profit. Mm-hmm. So that's really the question. The, can you deduct that from the, uh, from the amount that you're making this guy pay? Rabbi Stein? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm misremembering. I, I thought by the case where two men are fighting and they cause a, a miscarriage to this woman, that they don't pay for sour and refoy and all that other stuff. Is that, is, am I misremembering? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rashi throws in that word, Misham Isha Nezek Vitsar. But 
didn't didn't we have the those things are not covered by by the uh, by by the payment in the Chumash? I don't remember. I, I'd have to look back. Yeah, it, if we did, then that is a good question. But Rashi here clearly says, Mishav Leisha Nezik Fisar, that he is paying that. You're asking, is it true that, that uh, did, do you have to pay that or not? I don't know. Maybe it's not Oh. Oh, he does. He does compensate for injury and pain. Okay. So I'm remembering wrong. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 so you do have the injury and the pain on top of the. Uh, there's the strict value of the loss of the of the baby, and then you have the injury and the pain. Okay. So, but the more wants to know, do you have to? Can you deduct the cost that she would have needed anyway for Doctor Tate or the midwife or whatever that would be? So the Gemara says um, you can't necessarily deduct that. Because he could argue, my wife, she knows what she's doing. Well, oh, me boy, she doesn't need that. So how do we hold in all, in all of this? He says they did like Rav Nachman B'Shishim. And they used that method of the 60th. So we're nearing the end of this, um, this uh, discussions of these types of payments of the damages in the field. They figured the value of the tree in reference to the land. They didn't look at it separately. And we follow them if you're dealing, de- depends on the tree. If you're dealing with the Arab tree, then it's like them. But we agree that the Reish Galusa, if you're dealing with the Persian tree. Why would the Persian tree be different? Rashi, Bedikla Ma'ud. That's a special tree. You can't just um, you have you have some trees that are uh, they're just regular trees, and then you, apparently the Persian tree was a uh, special. Uh, they call it a specimen, is what they call it. Oh, really? Is it a for that? That was a specimen. Yeah, yeah, certain it. trees, uh, American elm, is very very hard to get a permit to cut it down. I see. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's what he's saying then. But there it's a specimen. Okay. That's the person. Lozer Ziri. And now we get one. Uh, now we get a story. Lozer um, the uh, Ziri, the younger. Apparently there was an older and a younger as we turn the page. Um, and uh, the reason we're going to bring this is in the very end of the story, we're going to mention about the payment of the 60th. Uh, but there was one famous story. Havi Sana Misame. He used to have uh, black shoestrings, ukmi. And he hung out in the marketplace of Nardoy. So you have to have the background. They had different sects in those days. And uh, some of them uh, were um, uh, that uh, they were doomsday. Uh, they, after the Korbin, there were people that wanted to um, discontinue Jewish life. They felt like their life isn't worth living. And they just wanted to mourn and to cry. And uh, in theory, they were right. The, the life that compared to what they had, to living, basking. Uh, you have to understand, like, we live a different kind of life. We're gullus. And so we're, like, used to living life with troubles. 
you know, with aggravation and sorrow and pain and, and tuba and all kinds of, but li- they, they, you know, they were living under the fig tree and basking in the delight of the Shekhinah and connected and whole. And, and the life that existed then came to an end. And we started the bitter gullus. And there is an opinion that uh, it's appropriate to mourn. But um, there were, the sages had said that there's, there's a certain amount of mourning that's proper and a certain amount that uh, is too much. And uh, there, uh, sometimes a person was like very pious. And they're able to be from those that still mourn for the Corbin and wake up in the middle of the night and fast. But the average person uh, should not overdo it. Uh, so this person dressed in black. The black was a sign that he was part of that sect and part of those... Um, uh, the Essens were a little bit into that, you know. They they lived the hermit life and they they ate the vegetables and they uh, they did the you know really strange stuff. But the sages, uh, they uh, their problem. Some of these people were that it was harmful to uh, for people that uh, started certain practices. Now, there's certain righteous people who are above question. That uh, if if you're a real tzaddik. And you do, you know, you do the fasting and you roll in the snow or you do something that's a little questionable. We give you the benefit of the doubt because if you're a real tzaddik, you know, none of us know what that is to be like a super tzaddik. Like, you know, we just know the average person. So they saw somebody hanging out in the street who was wearing black shoelaces. <laughs> Apparently that was uh, Rashi Misani Ukmi Minigavelim. Uh, that was real controversial. They're exilarch. They were always looking out for these troublemaking guys who were doing the extra super duper thing. So Omerle Maishna Hani Misani. They said to him, ah, excuse us, you're breaking the uh, the zoning laws here. Why how come you're wearing the black? morning They said to him, You think you're b- important enough and big enough that you can mourn for Yushalayim? Savar Yorahu, that's a Balgaiva, that's the arrogant guy. So uh, we'll teach him. I see they put him in jail. Amalahu, <laughs> he said to them, Gavarabban, he said, uh, you don't know who I am. Do you know who I am? I'm a Gavarabba, I'm a big guy. That's right. So Omerlay, he said, Maniadina, they said, prove it. How do we know? How do we know who you are that you could so if you want, you can ask me any question. I'll ask you a question. We had that before. Sometimes you could tell a person who's wise by asking, or sometimes you can let him ask. So uh, you, uh, you ask the question. A guy that cuts down a tree, how much does he have to pay? That's the question he threw out to them. So they said, well, you pay for the tree. He says, what do you mean you pay for the tree? He's lost the crop. That would have been figs. That would have been dates. Okay, Michelle, you're right. Let him pay the value of the dates. Yeah, but he didn't destroy dates. And so what do you say? You look at it like the field of the 60. So, where'd you get that from? He said, this is the ruling of the famous din of Shmuel and his based in Kayim. So they sent in front of the base in Shmuel and they said, is that what you said? And they said, yeah, that guy knows his stuff. So, they let him go.
I guess he does. He is a big guy. He knows, you know, he learned. He's up on all the rulings. So this is a gadget. Like, why did he tell them that? Like, causing damage and how you assess the damage. Uh, um, I think in reference to Yushalayim is like, you can warn Yushalayim if you know that how to assess what we lost. The average person doesn't know how to assess what that means. So he has no right to, like, uh, to, like all of a sudden mourn that. Yeah, but, if you, right, but if you're on a high level of holiness and you know what that means, then you could do it. Quick look at Tosus. Um, top Tosus. Uh, that he was wearing the black. It sounds like he didn't wear black shoes. Became, apparently, what I, these were sandals, but apparently black sandals were the ray, you know, that was, the, it was like real controversy. It says, he was wearing the black shoes and he wasn't wearing the strings, that they didn't want him to know he was a Jew. They had Jewish shoes in those days. Uh, you, they didn't wear white shoes because you need to put on the shoe polish. That implies that they wouldn't wear shoes without polish. Um, and so that's the question. Is it, is it the shoes had to be a certain color or were the shoe strings a certain color? But apparently, uh, today it's the socks. You know, like, uh, I, I don't, certain Hasidim wear certain kind of socks, by the way. Like you can, if you're a real expert on that, you could tell if they're the white socks or the black, the red socks, or, you know, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, the ancients did that too. That's why they named the baseball teams that way. But, but, yeah. but in certain Hasidim, they have a certain kind of sock that they, you know, that you can tell them from. Okay, back to Gemara. Um, we're at the two dots. Rav Shimon Omar, Ocha Paris. What? I don't know about Hasidim, but, but I always admire Michael Fox. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't notice. Okay, start, that's start right. Yeah, you know, yeah he, Michael Boy is very, very flamboyant socks. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> so I'm a Kohen. So I, I used to, there was a certain person that would wear special socks to the Birkas Kahuna. Uh, but they weren't necessarily the nicest. They were in order to, like, show, you know, stand uh, out. Like, you could always pick that Kohen. You saw his... Uh, his uh, uh, interesting uh, socks. Okay. So Rav Shimon says, if you ate uh, fruits that were fully grown, you pay for fully grown fruits. So my time, what's the reason? Dom Rachmano, Ber Besteyacher, that it devoured in a different field. Melam Shaman that you evaluate the loss in the field. That's true if it was something still growing. Hani, these things, Kivan de los Sada, they no longer needed to be left in the field. You have to pay the value of fully grown. He held like Rameir. He did like Rameir in the following case, which is something we haven't had yet. What is that? This is talking about a husband that... Um, uh, is uh, uh, is in debt or is selling away all his property, and uh, his wife has the first dibs on his property because he's obligated to pay suva. So the first property he sold, the wife didn't sign off on it. Lesheni, but she she signed off on the second property. Ramirez said if she agreed to give away the property, then she doesn't have a lien on it anymore. Rabbi Yehuda says Yochoshi Tomar, she's allowed to say. No, even though I signed it, I didn't want to fight with my husband. But of course I didn't want to give away the property and wanted the lien for my ksuva. So, so we held like 
that view of um, uh, whether we agreed with Rameer that she signed on it, or we agreed with Reb Yehuda that even though she signed, she could argue she was uh, being she didn't have much choice. And then he also passing like Rav Shimon in our case, the Shimon says that. This, this whole idea that you only pay for the damage in the field is because the fruits aren't ripe. But if it ate fruits that were fully ripe, then you're going to pay for the, the full value. Im saw, saw, depending on how much it ate, if it ate a saw or didn't eat a saw, um, or, or without, the deductions. without the deductions, yeah. Because that's, it's, it's just ready to be picked already. That's the Osa uh, sign. Um, one second, I wanted to do Zeratosus. Um, I thought there was a Tosus here that I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't find it. Okay, move on. Let, let's just try to get in one more quick Mishnah, Super Sunday. Um, you put down your pile. Uh, you've got a pile of, of, of straw, of weed or something, and you put down your gudish, your pile, into your neighbor's field. You didn't ask him. If he's your neighbor, he won't mind. Welcome behem to Shabbat Asada. And uh, what happens, though, is, is his animal goes and eats it. Because uh, animals find food. Uh, Putter, uh, he says, uh, by the way, you owe me because your animal ate my... He said, well, why'd you put it, why'd you put it in my field? So he's Putter. What happens if the guy got harmed because he slipped on your pile? So then you got to pay it. On the other hand, if you put your pile there with permission and then that guy's animal ate it, then the owner of the field has to pay. Uh, this, this should be basic too. We basically quoted these halachas before. Yeah. This isn't like Rebbe. Even if he gives you permission, that doesn't mean that uh, he guarantees that it won't be damaged. He has to tell you, I not only give you permission to put it here, I give you, I'm taking responsibility for it. We're not even talking about the owner of the field. We're talking about the watchman. If the watchman tells you, bring it in, put your pile here, he means bring it in, and I'll watch it. And this was the question we had before, where a guy gives permission. Is he given permission and taking liability or not? Uh, we're saying typically with the watchman, if he says, yeah, you can put it here, he is taking uh, liability. Okay, we will stop here. Have a great day, everybody.